Incoming message. Synchronizing. What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions coming at you. I decided to sing it. Just mix it up a little bit. My name's Danny. I'm Garrett. I'm Taylor. So this is Terminal Transmissions. We're just a you know a trio of dorks. We like to sit here and talk about nerdy stuff like video games, TV shows, movies, science, and technology. We like to get into it. This is our 50th fucking episode. Yeah. Over the hill. We're over the hill now. Congratulations. It's Taylor's like fourth episode but <laughs> it's our 50th episode which is basically the same because mm-hmm. probably having to listen to us right in your ears like this for four episodes is the same as 50 <laughs> uh, but anyway so today we're going to talk about uh emmy rossum fighting for equal pay on shameless uh we're going to talk about some really cool studies in how automation is going to definitely replace jobs mm-hmm. uh we're going to talk about terry cruz and how he's on like a quest to voice an overwatch character uh and then we're going to talk about the john wick chapter two trailer which dropped today but first, first, we're going to talk about our Christmas 50th episode loot box. Ooh, what is that? Tell you me know, more. Tell me more. Did we put up a fight? Long name, but hey. Um, so we're doing a giveaway for the 50th episode of Terminal Transmissions, and it's going to be loaded with cool stuff. As of right now, we have... It's thematic. There's one, <clears throat> one, piece, of, one piece of loot for each topic that we it cover. It is yeah. very thematic. So we're going to be giving away a copy of Titanfall 2 Ooh. for the video games portion. It does sound good. Um, a Daredevil Funko Pop. It's him in Daredevil costume. So like not from the, from the Netflix show. Right. So not the suit, but the actual. Right, because they made two for him. Actually, yeah. I think they made three for him. Yeah, because they made like the, the Because OG they can't make costume. one for Elektra, but just don't even, don't get me started. Okay. And then for the movie portion, uh, we're going to give away a Regal Cinemas gift card. Ooh, nicely done. And, Stack and uh, papes. And for the science section, we're going to give away some magic capsules so you can put them in your bathtub and have dinosaurs. Yeah, you guys remember those from the 90s? It's like a little gelatin cap and it's got a sponge dinosaur in it. And when it melts, they expand. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you, you've never lived. And you should <laughs> and enter you probably weren't to get the loot box. Real. Yeah. It was also on an episode of Simpsons. Simpsons like, did it. Yeah. So, um, basically, you'll just have to like this or share this post when it comes out, and you'll be entered in to win the loot box. If you do win, we'll announce it on Tuesday the 27th, and we'll mail it to you. Yeah, so when we post this episode, we'll post in the comments like the different ways that you can get entries. We'll do it just the way we did the same uh, – when we did the Uncharted mm-hmm. giveaway, we'll do it the same way. So, like, you can get a couple of entries for liking the post and a couple of entries for sharing the post, etc., but – That'll all be posted with the episode, and then you can get yourself some raffle tickets, as it were. Yeah, some digital raffle tickets. Yeah, it's going to be really cool, and it I'm really excited really cool. to put it together for one lucky listener. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad. I'm glad that we're getting to do another one. Yeah, I really enjoyed doing the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's always cool doing new stuff on the podcast. Enter the contest. Hmm. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can't say that. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Copyright. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so in TV news, let's talk about Shameless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember I'm when almost caught up. We didn't talk about Shameless for like the yeah. first like thirty nine episodes, and then Sorry, Derek everybody. finally was like, "Whoa, this I've been show. fucking up for seven years." Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was justified. So I don't know. 
I think, show, Danny, right? you've been watching Shameless since the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, since yeah. the day. Same here. It is one of my absolute favorite shows. Um, and Emmy Rossum, who plays Fiona, who's basically the main character. Pretty much, she, yeah. she got famous from playing Bulma in Dragon Ball Evolution, I think. Oh, yeah. That's, Was that uh, her? That's what she's known Whoa. for. And fucking Jimmy <laughs> Steve played Goku. Is that so, real? Yeah, take that. Weird. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Thank you. I hate that. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Jeez. So she uh, is. She was actually in negotiations with WB, and season seven was the announcement of season seven actually happening wasn't made until recently because she was in talks with WB to get equal pay as William H Macy. She was trying to get her money on, and so we weren't sure if the show was going to continue. And not right. only was she trying to get equal pay, but she was basically demanding back pay for all of the episodes in which she got paid less than William H Macy because if you do watch Shameless, you know that William H Macy and uh sorry, Emmy Rossum basically share the same amount of screen time. If uh, not if not she, like her having more than him yeah. to be perfectly real. At least in the mo- more recent seasons, I feel right. like she's had more. Yeah, Frank is definitely the center of attention a lot, but Fiona is equally the center of right. attention. So I, you know, I did a little bit of research because I was just interested to see like how many women in television have gone up and done something like this and, mm-hmm. and fought with the studio and and interestingly enough, Robin Wright, who oh, yeah. is the House of Cards, yes, House of Cards. Oh, really? Yeah, she was ready to fucking cut some heads off about it right and she Whoa. so she said she threatened the show execs like if you can't give me equal pay i'm gonna go public with this because Dang. if the characters are equal which in house of cards claire and uh what's his name frank, frank underwood they're pretty much equal yeah. right um Dang, i didn't know that if they're equal they should be paid equal she was yeah. ready to like here's how much money how much less money i make right than kevin spacey yeah so, Jeez. you know, Emmy Rossum has a good foundation to go off of, and these women have fought and won. And I'm assuming since they announced that season eight is actually going to happen and Emmy will be returning as Fiona, that she did get the equal pay. That's awesome. Dope. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I love Shameless forever and always. And also William H. Macy in an interview with TMZ backed up Emmy and basically said that she deserves all of the things that she wants because she works just as hard as he does. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really cool. He he said, she works just as hard as I do. She deserves everything. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah, it's really cool. I was actually, that was the part of it that I was most excited about was yeah. that he didn't try to be a dickhead about it. And he was fully just like, oh yeah, no, no, we she should. Yeah. Why should I get paid more? That's awesome. That's, that's really cool because, and we were kind of talking about this off of the podcast the other night, but we were kind of talking about like the Jeremy Renner thing and the uh, Falcon thing. And when they were like, you know, Anthony actually, Mackie. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and they were just discussing and, and um, Jeremy Renner basically was like, it's not up to me to like fight for people to have like equal rights. Woof. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, you're, you're not exactly having to like campaign in the streets, dude. You, that it's just to remain neutral in a situation of right. injustice. Come mm-hmm. on, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah, he's just being Hawkeye in real life. <laughs> yeah. God, he's the worst. Yeah. It's like, you can't like it. No one's asking you to like be their champion. All you have to do is having a fucking opinion mm-hmm. and you're not even willing to do that. Okay. Bye. So... In Signs and Tech, uh, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite topics, yeah, which is how robots are going to replace all of our jobs. Whoa. Um, so, that's <laughs> whatever. I was reading an article today that included a bunch of information from a bunch of different studies mm-hmm. that have come out recently supporting this. It's something that I feel like 
common sense wise, it's you don't even really need to do studies. Right. It's obvious. It's mm-hmm. been happening for decades. Robots have been replacing jobs. Yeah. Right. People seem to think that there's no diminishing returns on that, right. which there totally are. Sure. Like jobs are going to keep going away <laughs> until there aren't anymore. Right. The only jobs that are going to exist are like art. And even then robots will still be able to make art, but people will just like human made art. Right. Right. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, mainly this study by some analysts named uh, Michael Parker and Al- Alberto mole at uh, a research and management firm called Bernstein. They came out with a new study that has some like ridiculous numbers. Scary. Right. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that they said was, uh, basically it's not only inevitable, but it's a huge number that's going to jump up really soon. Right. Like 7% of jobs in us are going to be replaced in the next 20, uh, the next four years, mm-hmm. 2020, Jeez. 7%, 7% by 2025. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. 2025. Yeah. Auto- automation will take over more than 5 million jobs by 2020, which is still ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so soon. Yeah. That's, that's like just Eight on years. the horizon tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, it's wild. People don't believe Mm-hmm. It, it seems to be the same, like people who voted for Trump, people who are against like human rights, equal human rights for all right. people, people who deny climate change, deny climate mm-hmm. change, people who um, just all, all it seems to be the same kind of people. Right. Exactly. They're like, oh, no, you, you got to have a job. It's right, not right. automation that's stealing our job. It's immigrants. Right. Like jobs won't go away because you have to have a job to be a man. Yeah. Oh, and, and so, yeah. And so Danny and I. Danny and I have talked about this quite a bit. This is this is one of our favorite topics uh, to talk about, not even just on the podcast, but in real life too, because this isn't what that is. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said in real life. But uh, so yeah, it's 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 really frustrating because it does seem so obvious when it's just like, come on. But so this is really cool. But I didn't learn a whole hell of a lot of stuff in college. But one of the one of my favorite things that I learned in college was in uh, a government class, and I learned about uh, political cultures. And it was really neat. And it broke down basically how people's minds work in terms of, like, politics, but also, like, how they view information. And so it's really interesting because there's an entire political culture, not not to get into it too much, but there's an entire political culture that are it's uh, traditionalists. And basically, their brain operates on things can only go how they've happened before. Right. They Their brain doesn't even operate on, like, principles of, like, this could go in a different way than it's ever gone. So for them, like, I mean, it's, it's insane because in that same regard, like I saw just a few months ago, I saw like this long fucking like post on, on Reddit from like some fucking expert and I don't know, fucking maybe economics or something. But anyway, and he was basically like every time that, you know, there's always been these scares. There's always been these scares that like technology is going to grow and then it's going to like kill the jobs, but it's never happened And like he was trying to use all of this evidence of things that have happened in the past that didn't do it. But it's like, one, you're not looking at anything like what we have right now. This is never they didn't have computers then and they didn't have like Moore's Law and they didn't have robots. Right. Like, sure. Like the cotton gin came out and it fucking revolutionized shit. Sure. I get that. But this is fucking robots and it's just inevitable. Because robots can do your job better than right. you do, and eventually they're going to be cheaper than you. And the difference is that when the cotton gin came out, they still needed people to operate the cotton gin. Right. It's going to get to the point they where— They still need people to build the cotton gin. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So that's like – it was funny because that was basically his conclusion was basically innovation just creates different jobs, right? 
Fuck. Sure. But that, again, like you were saying, that has fucking diminishing returns, bro. Like, at some point, there's just going to be like, this is the, like, robot parts that we use. And then we can customize them and mod them to do anything that we need with a robot to do. And once we get to that point, which I feel is fucking T-minus, it's just done. Like, it's just like, okay, well, we one dude programmed this thing. All right, now it's, now this, we can build these parts. Cool. Well, the, the real problem is AI because mm-hmm. AI eventually will be to the point where AI looks at the factory and says, right. okay, these are the changes that need to be made. I mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And then there is no human job at all. Right. Right. Yeah. Once the AI exists, the last job is the guy who makes the AI. Right. And once that's perfected, sure, th- that guy's job is gone and right. then there are no more jobs. Yeah. There's going to be the overseer, quote unquote, who tries to make sure that the robots don't get out of hand. But that's just going to be an AI. Job. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that, they'll, they'll make him... To, for us to feel better about it because really in reality, eventually there's no need for humans to work, which it was really neat because a while back and I'll have to find the article that was talking about how, yes, this is happening and automation is going to take all of the jobs, but it can happen in one of two ways. Either we don't embrace it and we fight it as a society, as a culture, as a planet, as a species, and then we're fucked or we embrace it. And instead of doing what we've always done, which is like, oh, well, some people get really rich off of this and everyone else is fucked. It's like we have to do the things like we've been talking about, like basic human income right. and things like that. If we embrace it and we embrace those things, then it's perfectly fine. Yeah. But we have to understand that like, once this happens, capitalism doesn't work anymore because people aren't going to have the money to spend when they don't have jobs. Yep. The end. Yeah. It's wild to me that people are so obtuse about this, honestly. Yeah. And like the thing about it is, it's like, so at that point, even the overseer guy, he's not Mm -hmm. even going to be getting paid because (laughs) everyone's just going to have what they need. Right. Right. So his job will just exist. It won't be a job. Right. Right. He's like a shepherd. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I, I wanted to, to, to touch on another aspect of this that today I saw this article that was that Mark Cuban wants Trump. He wrote this long blog post about it where he wants Trump to invest $100 billion into robotics mm-hmm. in America, which, again, this goes back to what I just said, that, that that's awesome if you are putting that forth to help America. Right. But if it's it like it was just it was scary because even the article was like you the U.S. is behind all of these other countries in robotics, which sure is true. But then it was like it's going to get to the point where the U S isn't manufacturing anything. And it's like, okay, so do you care about the actual humans or like, do you care about the proletariat at this point? Or do you just care that U S is still manufacturing because you own stuff? Right. Right. Well, and the problem is that as it stands right now, the way that our government and economics work in America is mm -hmm. that if a bunch of AIs and robots come in and replace a shit ton, like millions and millions and millions of U S jobs, but we still have this like, you know, ridiculous 1% of like rich people mm-hmm. who it doesn't affect them at all. Right, right. So they have no, they have no impetus to work towards giving us right. a livable, like universal income. Right. Exactly. And that's, that is the problem as of right now is that we don't actually have representation for like the common people. Right. At all. So basically we need, we need all this automation to take over like right as all the old rich white dudes die. Real. Which yeah. hopefully will be within like the next 10 or 20 years. <laughs> right. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's going to get hairy. It's going to yeah. be real hairy. So the last thing I just wanted to add to this mm-hmm. is that one of the stats that I read is that as it stands right now, uh-huh. 80% of IT jobs could be replaced by AI. Jeez. Like the AI we currently have 
Jeez. Which is not even good compared to right. like what we've seen in fiction. Right, right. Could replace 80% of IT jobs right now. Great. Yeah, yeah it, it's crazy because that's the thing. That's the, that Some people say like, but there's always going to be jobs that like humans have to do. computer guy. No, no, that's just not true. <laughs> and that's you, what I'm saying. Like the last, the last way, the last job I'm, I'm putting air quotes is, mm-hmm. is going to be artists. Right. But again, computers will still be able to do that. Right. It's just, there will always be a demand for like human creativity. Right. But then again, like money won't exist, so yeah. it won't matter. You right. just make art for people yeah. as a hobby. Yep, absolutely. So once again, we're going to talk about Overwatch. Pretty pumped up. We're so sorry. <laughs> we're not though, because it is the game of the year. It really is. So a few episodes ago, right? Two two episodes ago, Something I think like it that. was. Uh, we talked about how there was going to be hollow. Halloween, uh, holiday loot boxes again. Christmas time. Yeah. So they came out. So we wanted to touch on it, and we also wanted to touch on a little bit about a potential celeb wanting to work with yeah. with Overwatch, which which I think is really fucking cool. Yeah. So jumping right into the to the boxes, uh, there were quite a lot of skins, which I was I was pretty cool, no pun intended, with with a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I I really liked Farah's. Mm-hmm. I actually really thought they did a good job with McCree's mm-hmm. Reapers. Zenyatta. Yeah, Zenyatta was, was Zenyatta's dope. is one of the best in the whole game. Yeah, Torbjorn actually. Yeah, uh, I actually I, I really like the, the reindeer turret is awesome. Yeah, um, there were some that I wasn't a huge fan of. First and foremost, uh, Maze. Yeah, which wah, wah. Yeah. I think Maze is the universal everyone was mad. Yeah, and they did what I I, I was scared they were going to do, which is to just do like a Mrs. Claus, and they didn't even like really do that. Mm-hmm. They did a fucking palette swap of her rare skin, not even her her legendary skin, which is already not great. Yeah, not great at all. With a Santa Claus hat. With a Santa Claus hat. The only thing that Blizzard tried to like defend about it is that like when you use her like ice block move that heals her and makes her invulnerable temporarily. It does make her a snowman, which is really cool. It is really cool. I like it. But it's not 3,000 gold no, cool. absolutely no. not. So Blizzard heard our prayers uh, and uh, our consternation, yeah, if you will. mainly our consternation. <laughs> and they said that they're going to be rolling out a, a better skin in uh, soon. Yeah. So while Begin, it's... Beginning of the year, a new May skin that yeah. we won't be mad about, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they we'll said see. it's going to be really, really cool. But yeah, other than that, I was I was a big fan of just about everything. I would say that I didn't like Zari as much, but hers is just so plain. I don't yeah. just like what it. What even is it? It's like snow, like it's like urban camo, mm-hmm. which is like kind of like the little square, oh. like like city camo, oh, yeah, but it's yeah. it's white. It's like it's snow super camo. Super forgettable. I yeah. don't even it's, remember that she had it, one. It's not bad. It's just it's not even like She's- it shouldn't even be. It's just the, it's it's nothing. Right. She's kind of in the same boat as May, where like the majority of her skins. Are just kind of bleh. Yeah. yeah. The know? worst part about it is her coolest skin isn't even in Overwatch. It's in fucking Heroes <laughs> right. of the Storm. Yeah. Google, go type into Google Zarya Thunderguard skin. Yeah. yeah and then way cooler. Dope pissed off fuck. that it's not in Overwatch. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Uh, other than that, was there any anyone else? I can't think. I liked all of them. I would just say that, like, particularly uh, Lucio and Zarya's were both really plain. Yeah, and I strangely I liked Lucio's, but I don't like a lot of his skins, yeah. and so I thought that like anything anything at all would be better. Basically, I like it. He's it's cool. It's a cool color, and yeah. he's got a Santa Claus hat. Yeah. But again, it's so it's like Zarya's. It's like mm-hmm. you just hit it with like a spray paint, and right. that's it. Yeah, I it's agree. Even like less of a change than like May's because yeah. at least hers has like 
like triple colors. There's right. just like like monochrome and just yeah. like they didn't even try. As yeah. much as I liked Farah's, which I do, and I am pretty biased toward Farah because she's awesome. I right. I do wish that they would do more with her because her Christmas yeah. skin was basically her Halloween skin. I, I definitely yeah. I think that whatever the next big set of skins we get, mm-hmm. I think that Farah and Diva will both have legendary skins. In yeah, I'm oh, still yeah, yeah. fucking pissed about Diva not getting a skin for Christmas. Yeah, they I wish done so much. With yeah, that. they really could have. But honestly, like Taylor said it when we were when we were looking through all of them, they did it's a victory pose for Diva. That has Christmas like Christmas lights. lights. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't they just do that as a fucking skin? Yeah. It looked awesome. And you it would be wrapped, hilarious. Yeah. Wrap the mech in Christmas lights and like watch it run around in game and see how cute it <laughs> I would I think look. they should have done like a Santa sleigh skin for her mech. Oh, uh, that, that would be fucking Jesus. dope. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking like it would be so cool if they actually had like just shittily strewn about Christmas lights yeah. around her mech, but they were actually flickered and stuff yeah, as she that moved. Be really cool. So cute. Oh, man. And that like, ah, oh, that's such a missed opportunity. But uh, other than that, I would say that probably my favorite ones, I would say, were probably... I like Farah's a lot, even though it is basically just a palette swap of her Halloween skin. Zenyatta, yeah. I would probably say. And then other than that... Roadhog uh, was pretty cool. I oh, love, I love Roadhog's. Cool. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. I love it. My, yeah. my other favorite would probably be Winston. Yeah, Winston's is great. Winston, yeah. yeah, it's Winston's so was good. the first one I jumped into the game with. Like as soon as I yeah. finished opening my two thousand crates that I bought. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. <laughs> even though I don't use Winston much, I'm definitely gonna be using that skin for Winston for a very long time. Yeah. It's definitely hands down his best skin. I think the best part about the Roadhog one is that his gun has a little like gift tag on it that says "From Junkrat." Oh, does it? Aww. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he has a little That's tag so hanging cute. down, like where the chain normally is. Oh, in front. okay. Is a little tag and it says "From Junkrat." That's I love awesome. That. So Tay, did you want to did you want to talk about the other part? Yeah. So uh, I read recently that Terry Crews, who is an actor you may know him from Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. White Girls, he's great. Old Spice commercials. <laughs> there you go. He expressed on a Reddit AMA, I think, that he wants to play Doomfist in Overwatch. Well, someone someone just suggested that he do it. And then he was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, I'd- oh, I thought I saw him say, "So I want to play Doomfist." Oh, I but- think I think he did pick that up after. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's okay. campaigning. I but yeah, yeah, Terry Crews is a gamer. Right, like he's a streamer. Awesome. He like has a, a gaming PC and he streams. That's awesome. Damn, I want to watch Terry Crews play Overwatch. Oh, yeah, I bet Do it's it. hilarious. Do it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it would be awesome because I mean, Doomfist is most likely coming um, pretty soon. Probably the next character and. I think that his voice would just lend itself so well to like it would a be big, so huge good. character. Yeah. I think it would be fantastic. He has such a distinct voice. It would be really cool. And it would also open up the door for more celebrities to come in. And maybe that would even like light a fire under Blizzard's ass to introduce more characters so that they could be yeah. incorporated yeah. into True. the game. Absolutely. Which True. would be awesome because yeah. more characters, the better. Yeah, I mean, if you have celebrities like clamoring for it, you don't have to even go like get them. Right. They're, right. they're coming to Blizzard to be like, hey... I want to voice this character in, like, one of the greatest games of all time. Okay, fucking cool. Cool, let's do it. So, over in Movies Bird, we wanted to talk about a trailer that came out uh, today, which is Monday right now. Um, The John Wick Chapter 2 trailer dropped. Now, I watched the first John Wick, like, right around the time it was released, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one that Garrett kind of, like, missed a little bit for yeah. a while. Yeah, But then we eventually got him to watch it, and yep. he loved it, too. I absolutely did. So, the first John Wick is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically just a mindless action movie with John, uh, or Keanu Reeves just fucking people up. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he went through, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of, like, 
like combat training and like gun training and like just all this stuff getting prepared for this role and it mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, it does. Like obviously it's fictional, but he looks like an assassin when he's fucking people yeah. up. Um and so we got the trailer for the second one today and it looks so good. It really does. It looks like Fast and the Furious meets like the Matrix kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it looks like if the uh, like transporter or uh, Yeah, like yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is that yeah. what it's called? The machinist is the one Mecha- with mechanic. That's the one where he gets real skinny. Yeah, yeah. The mechanic is the one with uh, <laughs> Jason Statham. It looks like Jason Statham movie good. It, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, when we were watching the trailer, and, I, and I've seen the first the first movie, but yeah, when we were watching the trailer today, that was I was like, this this looks like one of those movies. It looks like a Statham movie. Yeah. But yeah, in, in, in a very good way. I would say the best elements of, of Statham. So this is what I was trying to say earlier when we were talking about it. Like, uh, I, I really do. I think that... I think Keanu does really well in movies where he doesn't have to talk a lot. Yeah, I I don't agree with you about that. No? No, I think Keanu's great in all movies. I mean, you guys I, can fight me. Well, no, I like him in certain roles. He's just very hit or miss to me. But I feel like he does really 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 well in roles where he gets to be like quiet. Yeah. Cuz he has like this mysteriousness to him. I I absolutely yeah. agree. For me personally, like a lot of the movies that he's in, he's not—he's not really a good actor. He's oh, really not. don't! I just love—I love romantic comedy, Keanu. Like, like fucking like two, early two thousands, late nineties romantic Keanu is forever like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Like Sweet November is a great movie. Oh yeah, but like I actually can't watch Dracula anymore unless I skip <laughs> past the Keanu scenes. Yeah. Like I'm not kidding. Yeah, right. I mean some of the ones it's where like he takes himself terrible. too seriously, I think, are where he falls a little short. But when he's got more like a gimmicky role, um, and then yeah, I guess like like you said, where he doesn't talk as much, like right. Constantine, he doesn't talk very much, mm-hmm. right. and even and even the it. Matrix, really, he, he doesn't talk a whole lot. Oh yeah, and he's really great. But I think when he's trying to be like funny or he's trying to be charismatic, mm-hmm. it's it's endearing how awkward he is. Yeah, and but it can I'm be. also biased, so sure. I did, like yeah. I was just I was more talking about like like Matrix. He doesn't he doesn't talk that much. Constantine doesn't talk that much. What what's the Alien movie? Jay the Earth still? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he he basically has almost like no dialogue, and when he does, it's like very like cut and dry, and he's there's not the, any he's emotion. Got the good expressive eyes. Exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like he when he doesn't have to talk, he he does a really good job of expressing emotion and what he's going through through his like facial features. And, and his eyes and what have you, and that's what that's what I was trying to say is like in in the first John Wick, like it really shows that like he seems upset more than mad, right? Like you you can see that in him, and I feel like if he had been given a lot more lines, he would have that would have it would have fucked him up, right? Uh, but it's just kind of I think he's just one of those like less is more, yeah. Like he just kills it like that. And the thing for me, I don't dislike Keanu Reeves. I like mm-hmm. almost every movie he's ever done, yeah, genuinely. But for me, it's just like. He's always going to be Ted Logan to me. <laughs> like every right. line he gives in every movie, he just right. sounds like Ted to me. Yeah, like he's just like, oh, oh, you're uh, right. Uh, <laughs> I can dodge bullets. I'm like, yes, you sound exactly <laughs> like Ted. Still, okay, that's just who you are. <laughs> so that's for me personally why I like w- when he's more having like little to no lines right. and just doing cool stuff and right. like expressing with well, just his face. I've never seen the first John Wick, so I'll check it out. It's and- definitely it's cool. Dope. Yeah, and again, I, I love Keanu, but I also don't really like trans, 
Transporter esque movies. So right. that's why I haven't sat down and watched it. But, but it's better than that because it has like an actual cool plot. Yeah. Whereas does. the transporter is idiotic. Yeah. Right. I mean, I liked the transporter the sure. first one. That scene yeah. when he has the bicycle like oh, pedals yeah, on his yeah, feet yeah, yeah. and the oil is tight. <laughs> what but in the world? He yeah. fights all these guys in an oil slick. And but, he has bicycle feet. Yeah. He so he he puts his feet in the straps on bicycle pedals and breaks them off so that he basically has like crampons. <laughs> So he can walk around on the oil while everyone else is like <laughs> slipping and he just beats the fire Jesus. out of everybody. Yeah. But the plot of John Wick is actually good. Yeah. Cool. So basically a short just like why he's doing this is his wife has died in John Wick. Mm-hmm. She gave him a puppy upon her death and like some rich kid tries to come steal his car and kills his dog. So mm-hmm. then he's like, okay, well, you killed the last thing that I had for my wife, so now I'm going to get you. Right. But he has some, like, ultra-powerful dad because he's a rich kid. Mm-hmm. So he has all kinds of bodyguards and assassins and all this shit trying right. to stop John Wick from getting him. So, so the, the entire catalyst of this entire story is a puppy. A yep. puppy getting killed, though. You get you get into it. You're like, oh. all right, get him. Okay. Yeah, and so, yeah, he was he was like an assassin in his in his previous life. And oh. so he's just like, oh, okay, well, now I'm back, and now I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah, now I get you. But yeah, if you go to that, uh, what is it, doesthedogdie.com or whatever. Oh, I don't, don't know about that. John Wick is number one. Yeah, there's a website where you can go and look and find out if the, the dog dies in a movie so that you can not watch it. If you, Is that real? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. All right. Episode 50. Episode 50, everybody. Happy 50. Yeah. Happy 50, you guys. I'm so proud of us. Congratulations. Yes. Can't wait until AI replaces us. Good job on all the hard work. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Terminal Transmissions, <laughs> so yeah, episode 12,000. So Don't yeah. forget to enter the contest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Stole it. Enter the giveaway. Sorry. And the Matrix. See you next time.